You're listening to the Hot Mess to Success podcast, episode one. From messes to successes, it's with great honor that I get to interview my kick-ass business partner, Amanda Belcazar. Although her life now may look like a fairy tale with a beautiful daughter, handsome husband, and several successful e-com businesses, life has not always been roses and rainbows for her. Imagine waking up one day and your income is gone. Hear how Amanda dealt with life's hot messes from a total loss of their household income, escaping from an abusive relationship to having a heartbreaking miscarriage. All of this has humbly helped her turn her life's messes into her message. She has used these lessons to learn how to level up in life and business and diversify online and offline. Hear how Amanda has put gratitude at the center of her life to truly open her heart and enjoy all of life's abundant blessings. This episode is hot, hot, hot. So pour some happy coffee, turn up the volume, grab your favorite glitter pen, take notes, and enjoy getting to know my favorite taco-loving biz bestie, Amanda Belcazar. You're listening to the Hot Mess to Success podcast where we firmly believe that you can make your dreams a reality no matter what life throws at you. Besties in Biz, Amanda and Laura will encourage you to embrace your hot messes, own your message, and empower you to kick ass in life and business. It's time to learn from the experts. Listen in on raw and real conversations. Hear hot tips and tricks that helped others overcome the challenges and struggles of being an entrepreneur. Are you ready to dig in, get a little dirty, do the work, and tackle your biggest hot messes so you can enjoy ultimate success? If so, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, mentors, coffee mug collectors, mother hustlers, and taco lovers, Amanda Belcazar and Laura Host. When Laura and I first started this project, we knew we wanted to give, give, give. But I have to tell you, this is getting a little out of control. In honor of our launch, we have put together a huge prize package that is worth way over $1,000. And we want you to win it. Just go to hotmesstosuccess.com slash win and enter today. That's hotmesstosuccess.com slash win. All right, everyone. We are super excited to have you here and listening with us today. My name is Laura Host, and I'm here with Amanda. And Amanda and I are super excited. I can't say super excited 27 times, but you guys were rookies. We're learning, right? <laughs> it might happen. And we've heard now that there's like, you can do editing. So maybe when that happens, we'll just edit, you know, uh, some of them out and there'll be 23. Right, right. 23 versus 27. But either way, it's super exciting that we're here today. You guys, we are recording. We are live. One thing I didn't realize when we were creating a podcast, Amanda, is how much back work it was going to take to get to today, which is so exciting. So today is a very exciting day. Would you not say it? It's super exciting. But you know what's funny as well is um, there there's different ways to do things. And there could be um, you know very minimal back work to do something, but that's just not you how you and I roll. No. So <laughs> once we started finding stuff out that there's, you know, ways to be able to do something super, <laughs> that's just, that's just the way we attacked it. So next level, right? We're not about, the, we're all about leveling up. So 
pretty, pretty much, pretty much. So yeah. of course, like I said, though, this is, this is rookie. So you guys give us, give us a little bit of grace when we're going through we this need grace but. and love today and every day, but Hey, you guys we're excited because what our mission was when Manda and I partnered together was to really come together and to share our stories, but not only just feature ourselves, but to feature other amazing entrepreneurs who have been through hot mess to success. So the title of our podcast being hot mess to success today, we are going to be speaking and featuring Amanda and telling, sharing her story. So Amanda has been an entrepreneur for 13 years. She gets mm-hmm. to work full-time with her husband, which is super awesome. And now they have their beautiful daughter. Um, she's a travel-holic. Would you guess that she's a kettlebell certified, which is super fun. She's an adrenaline junkie and she's always traveling. And 90% of her travel to me seems like it's always about bettering yourself as well, Amanda. So we're super excited to have you on today, Amanda. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm incredibly excited to, uh, to be here. It is um, you know, taking on such a, a project, uh, it's funny because I would say three months ago was not in my sights when it came to this specifically. So doing something like this has always been in my heart. That's why I've done, you know, different, different groups or Facebook lives, or, um, you helped mentor in different areas in e-commerce and, you know, that's always been a part of it. But as for collaborating and doing a podcast, uh, it just kind of happened very naturally. So I'm very excited to be working on this with you. Don't you say this is like a labor of love? Because I feel like our hearts are telling us like, you know, both of you and I, it seems like we wanted to get out there and we wanted to communicate with other women and entrepreneurs in general to really deliver them some really awesome tools and resources that had we had these earlier in our career, maybe would have accelerated us a little bit faster, right? So I think this is a huge labor of love and I'm super excited to be on this journey with you, which is fun. So yes, awesome. So we want to get into these hot messes because that's the fun part about this, right? So Amanda, why don't you briefly share your story with us and a little bit about the hot messes that maybe you've been through in your life? All right. So, um, taking it back to the very beginning, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little, uh, you know, run through. Um, so my mom had me when she was 17 years old. So she had me in high school. There was a lot of, uh, more like, uh, I guess probably trials and tribulations for her, uh, on that part for sure. She was an incredible mother, but she raised, um, myself and my brother on her own. Um, from a very young age. So I could not even imagine all of that. And I think that is one thing that actually I've always kept deep down inside me knowing all the struggles and things that she had to go through. And those are just things that I didn't have to encounter. And so I just felt like I really appreciated the, you know, life that I was able to live, enjoying, you know, my childhood, enjoying being a teenager. And of course, I don't think that really hit me more until, you know, I was probably more in college to where I realized all that and just the opportunities that were there. And, and even though I didn't have a lot of, you want to call it hand up or hands outs or whatever you want to call it. I always had that perspective of just being gracious of that and gracious of the opportunity. And just knowing that, you know, it, it might be hard work for whatever I want to accomplish, but, um, you know, I had that opportunity to be able to achieve and go after my dreams. And so there was that aspect of it, which I think really quickly turned into something that could have been looked at as quite a struggle, but just for some reason, um, just really, just really appreciated that. And so 
I went to college and right after college, I started doing mortgages for, it was just about a year. And it was really weird uh, that I am actually in e-commerce now because it was nothing that I went to school for. I went to school for advertising, public relations, marketing, and business. And so when I was doing mortgages, I had a friend that their significant other had a like this little device that they brought with them when we went to lunch. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm over here, you know, scanning books in order to, you know, sell them. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I never heard that, you know, this is back in 2005 ish. No, maybe 2006, somewhere in there. Um, 2006. And so I'm like, all right, well, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, maybe I'll do that on the side. You know, I wasn't with my husband at the time. And so I decided to start doing that and it started to go really, really well. And so, um, it's so weird to think that I was, you know, flipping books online. Like that's legitimately how I started, but I left my job, you know, where they're like, yeah, when your little book thing doesn't work out, you know, you're welcome to come back. <laughs> and they said it with, with love basically, but you know, they, they're just like, everybody was just like, what the heck? Like you just bought a house. Now you're leaving your job. Like how, how can you even do that? And so it just started to go really, really well. And I got the bug to work for myself. I mean, if I look back on all the different positions that I've had in my life, even from when I was very young working, it was always basically commission-based anyways. So I think it was just kind of a, again, a natural progression. And um, I'm really particular about wanting to do whatever I want, whenever I want type deal. So I think that's one of the reasons that entrepreneurship was really attracted to me as well. But, you know, during that time, very early on is when my husband and I got together and he was in finance and there was about a three year progression to where, you know, I was working the business um, mainly. And then he would also come home and help me work the business. And after that three years, we just decided to have him come home and work with me full time. So ever since then, it was like December, 2008, I think. We've been working together full time, 24 seven. We've had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of different, um, you know, different business ventures. It's, you know, the, the evolution from us doing books to now having our own brand. And, um, there's just a lot that it's evolved into now. I'm trying to think of, of what else. So what, so as far as hot messes during this entire process, what kind of bumps did you have in the road in the process of becoming an e-com superstar? Um, okay, so I think probably one of the most memorable ones, and if anybody is in e-commerce or sells on Amazon or just with anything, we actually got suspended in one of one of our biggest, most high investment times within our inventory. <laughs> we got suspended from Amazon. And it was, it was a very, just an oversight. It wasn't anything, we weren't doing anything, you know, crazy, but it it was an oversight on our part, very irresponsible. Um, We got warnings and we just didn't even see, we didn't, you know, see the emails. We didn't get notified until we saw the big one that says you're suspended. And at that time it was like hitting a brick wall, trying to, if anybody works with Amazon, you know, it doesn't matter how big or how small the issue is trying to get a resolution can be very, very painful and trying to find the right person to talk to is very, very difficult, still is now to this day. So that can be a big struggle. I know a lot of big sellers deal with that kind of thing. And so we literally thought it was weeks after weeks after weeks of basically like not getting anywhere. 
And we had all of our inventory, like over a million dollars worth of inventory all over the United States in their warehouses. And we could have extracted it. Like it's our inventory. We can take it back. But basically it wasn't able to be live or be sold on Amazon. And we had just recently purchased a year ago. We purchased our new home. And I literally, it got to the point probably about three weeks in it that we thought we were going to lose everything. And so that was really trying um, in a sense, but it's, it's also, it's also very um, liberating when you look something in the face where you feel like, Oh my gosh, what if we lose everything? And then you realize that that's not really everything. You would think that that's, that would be the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world, right? Life will still go on, you know, where I still was with, you know, my husband, we still had our health. Like there's just, there was just different things that once you like come to accepting that, you know, this is, this could happen. It was just, it was very freeing. And and I'm glad that we got back on. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, you know what? So what, what, hap- what happens if we lose our house? Yeah. What I mean, so we lose our house, like right. we rebuild. So we, fi- we figure it out, you know, like it's, it's, it's part of our, it's not, it's not what you want to be as a chapter in your book. Right. But it's a chapter in your book. It's a part of it. So from that point on, there had been other things like we were on Amazon merch. We got suspended from Amazon merch and we were working very, very hard at that. And that was, kind of, that was a big blow. It was about, I don't know, five or six months into our journey with them. And, um, that was a, a big hit because again, we were investing so much time in it, but it was a big hit for a minute. You know, it's like, it's, it's like once you get knocked down really, really hard and then you get back up, it's like when you get, when you get jabbed a little bit, you just shake it off. So I feel like, you know, it's funny when we talk about the the hot messes and, and things, I do feel that a lot of times the people that I meet or get to hear their story and I'm just wowed by their resilience and their success, it's happened because they've had, you know, a lot of times there's a, a major thing that they've happened in their life or a few major things, but it's like a lot of times they're just brushing them off. And that's why they have such the success because they're, you know, encountering these obstacles that for, you know, sometimes would knock people down for a considerable amount of time. And they're just, again, just shaking them off, brushing them off. And I, I truly believe that that type of, um, perspective and mindset has been the entire core to how we've been able to continue to be successful in spite of all of the natural, you know, entrepreneur roller coaster things that come your way. Right. So like when you say, oh my gosh, we almost lost it all and we were going to lose our house and everything. So does that mean from my perspective, I'm, I'm questioning, did you have all your eggs in one basket? And since then, have you decided to diversify to prevent that from happening? Oh yeah. All of our eggs were 100% in one basket. And it was, it was a progression at that point. We knew it's kind of like, when we started out in that space and we were transitioning from, you know, doing books to doing some wholesale um, products and everything like that, we, we couldn't just start that and then start everything else at the same time. However, we knew that there had to be a little bit more of a um, urgency, I guess, like you said, to, to, to diversify for sure. And so now we are very focused at continuing to build out different. We actually have three different um, Amazon accounts and different lines and then also our off Amazon presence. And so absolutely, I do think once you um, 
you know, find something that you are successful at and potentially you don't like for us, we didn't have another income, right? Cause we had been, you know, working together for so long, you know, it is nice if there is somebody that, you know, one of the, uh, a partner or something, and, and then you're able to have um, income coming in there, that could be great. Um, but through that transition, we did not have that. So Yes, working on diversifying now is very, very important. And I think that is gonna is something that especially people are getting into e-commerce that they definitely need to take into consideration. What was your mindset like during this whole like crashing down moment? Oh, a roller coaster. A roller coaster. I mean, it was, you know, you get it because it was like there was we were used to working daily and there was a lot of activities that still pretty much needed to be done. We had to, we had to act like we were still in business, like meaning like gathering inventory or purchasing inventory, even though money wasn't coming in. And even though we didn't know if we were going to be back on Amazon at the same time. So there's a struggle because we're like, okay, we, we want to still believe that we're getting back on Amazon, right? We want to still believe that we're going to be able to get this account live, but what if we don't, what are we going to do? Then all this effort of us continuing to work and run our business is for nothing. And so, gosh, it was, it was really, really tough. Again, it was, it was basically us thinking, Hey, this is fantastic. Like not fantastic. Sorry. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Like basically thinking that again, if we're, if we are going to lose everything, we're okay with it basically like, okay, there's that, but then there's the reality hits you. I mean, we just weren't okay with it. Right. Like we've worked so hard, so it was just a struggle. It was just a back and forth emotional roller coaster for sure. I mean, I remember the moment because again, we were communicating a lot. Um, and it's, it's all, you know, whether you phone call or whether you email or whether it doesn't matter. It's like you're basically, we just basically weren't really getting anywhere. And they tell you, yeah, sure. We've, we're working on it. Yeah, sure. We've escalated it. I mean, we have, it's funny now because we have multiple situations going. We're not suspended from Amazon. We have multiple situations going on like that right now. Now it's just part of it. Like we just know like this is going to be a process. Like, you know, we have listings down or we have errors with listings or, you know, somebody's, you know, coming on and changing stuff. And it's just, it's just a part of it when before that would be been devastation. And so I think that with, with those points is that it, again, all of those things start to become somewhat of annoyance or just things that you know that you need to deal with versus when people get into being in, it doesn't matter what type of business you're in, you know, when you first start encountering resistance, you just feel like this is like the biggest thing, the biggest issue. Um, and that's when you know that you need to continue to push through that until those things are like really minor, minor <laughs> issues right. for you. Then you look back and you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't as bad because there's always like a bigger problem later or some a bigger oh, mess yeah. that comes our way. So we're like, wow. And we thought we were going through hell back then. I know. Now I know. Yeah. You just got to think about it. And, and so I think now, even when those things do happen that, that seem really major, it's almost like, okay, uh, you, if, if you take a step back and see, be like, okay, this is the challenge that I'm supposed to be handling right now. This is a big deal and I'm ready for it. Like this is, this is what we need to overcome. We're going to look back on this, like you said, and it's, it's, it might not be a minor thing. It could be a very big thing, but that just also empowers you to be like, wow, I got over that. Like that bigger hurdle, once I get over this big, big hurdle, like again, all those other things seem minor. But see, I feel like too, in, in my personal life and professional life, every obstacle that I've, every hot mess that I've went through 
has like prepared me for the next hot mess, right? Like, so I'm like, <laughs> wow, thank goodness I went through that. You know, not in the moment. I wasn't thanking right. anyone. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy I'm going through drama right now. It was, but now looking back, I'm like, maybe it wasn't so bad because now maybe in the moment, this is worse, or it's prepared me to deal with this situation better in the future, which has always been kind of a secret disguised blessing, a blessing in disguise almost. So yeah. As yeah, no, I absolutely. I think, I think like, and one of my favorite quotes is by Steve Jobs, and I'm probably not going to quote it correctly. We can actually get that and probably be able to like put it on the bottom or something, but just where it's like, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you do take a moment to actually self-reflect and, you know, one of my friends calls it like auditing, like your life. And you look back at different situations like that. And um, you do think about that. It's like, wow, some of those things that you think were bad might've actually been blessings might've actually, like you said, prepared you to better handle a situation that was coming to you. That could actually have been a good thing. You know, there's a lot of things that if we hadn't gone through that, we would not be able to, of, you know, dealt with some of the additional obstacles that came our way. And now it's, they're just like non-issues. So, right. So hot messes in business definitely have been part of your life. As far as hot messes in your personal life, is there anything there you'd like to share? I mean, yeah, there's a couple of of pretty significant things that I think, again, have were blessings that have prepared me for, you know, personal, if you want to say happiness or whatever it is. Um, You know, when I was younger, I had a very serious relationship and it was for a six year long, totally committed through high school and college. And it was it was uh, definitely a, a controlling, you know, type abusive situation. I was I was always very if you want to call it defiant, which is, which is funny for me to even think that I have to say that because when you're in a relationship, it's not like a, a parent situation. So that's, that's what always, I always kind of, um, use different terminology to where it doesn't ever, it didn't ever really feel when I was in the moment that it was necessarily abusive because I was always defiant. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's never like I ever accepted it. Not that you have to, but now looking back, me even utilizing those words or even thinking through it, and now obviously my current relationship being the total opposite, it's just, it's just crazy to think that, you know, that truly was an abusive relationship. Um, mentally there was, there was, if you want to say minor physical, and then everybody would say, you know, well, there is no minor physical. I get that. Believe me, I get that. Like, like I'm not, I'm definitely not making excuses by any means, but going through that really helped me because there was a good amount. The reason why I was, you know, with somebody for six years is obviously there was a, a good amount, you know, I, I did love this person and, you know, there was a lot about that relationship that made me stay there. Now, when I did finally decide to walk away and I was fully, fully done, fortunately I had a straight period of time where I literally embraced just being single and enjoying, you know, what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it again, probably a reason why I'm, you know, inclined to be an entrepreneur. And I was just good with myself. I had friends that were just like, you know, you, you would go out, you would, you know, have fun and hang out with people. You were very social, but like, I would never bring like guys home and be like, Oh yeah, I really like this one. I just, I didn't want any of that. Like I just really enjoyed, I was, you know, focused on my job because being a, um, a mortgage officer, it was something that was new and I was learning and I was doing really, really, you know, great in that job. And so 
it was during that time where I actually got together with John and it was funny because neither of us were looking for it. And so he totally snuck up on me. But the reason why I connect that so much too, and it was, it was about two, two and a half years where I was like pretty much straight single and you know, he snuck up on me. And again, the reason why I make that connection is because I feel like, you know, my initial relationship had a lot of good points and, but there was a lot of bad as well. And I feel like when I went through that and I, it was a serious relationship to the point to where like, we were, we talked marriage, like we were, Oh, I mean, it's your, you know, high school sweetheart, whatever we were getting married. Like that was just it. There was nothing else. So by the time, you know, I got together with John, it was just, I recognized it instantly that we were like such good friends. And, you know, when we decided that we were actually going to, you know, be together on a romantic level, that was like, that's it. Like, I just knew like he had everything, like everything that I could, all all of the stuff that I, you know, wanted before, but then like just the amazing, there was not any of that, those warning signs that for me was probably something that I actually like recognized really early on. That's probably why I was like, straight. I didn't give anybody chances. Like it was like, if you had any like minor, like little red flags, I was like, Oh, great, great. Nice to, you know, done with you. Like that's it. So, so true. Okay. So I'm looking up Oprah's husband's name. What is Oprah's husband? Stedman. Okay. That's what I wanted to look up quick. Okay. So your story reminds me of Oprah and Stedman because they were not looking like this is what I'm looking for now me currently going through a divorce in a new relationship is that like I'm totally comfortable like Oprah totally comfortable in her life not needing like she doesn't need anything financially she didn't need anything emotionally she's emotionally secure she's financially secure Stedman multimillionaire financially secure emotionally secure just but so their relationship is like pure love I mean it's they love being together they love each other and I'm just like that's what I want, you know, like, so that's so exciting. I seriously, like there's certain people on social media that I just like, like love to follow. And your and John's relationship is one of those. I just love your guys's love, which is so fun. So Thank you. You just, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing to me because it truly is like, and, and that's, that's very interesting. I think that like what's powerful and, and why I think it works so well was because Again, neither of us were looking for anything and it was like synergistic. Once you have somebody that like, because a lot of times, you know, there's, and I can remember in my past relationship, you know, you're just, you love the good, but then like you're dealing with like the bad and it's like, of course it's not I do consider our relationship perfect, but not perfect in the way that the, where there's like, there's no fighting or there's no whatever, like, like, of course we fight, right? There's times, I mean, there's stuff happens, but like, it's perfect because we both want the best for one another. And once we realize that, like, again, once, once you're really good and happy in your own life, when somebody comes and enhances that, that's when, you know, yeah, you know, it was like, it wasn't, it, it was like, wow, like I'm, I'm so good right now. I'm, I'm in this position to where I'm like, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. And then just that, like I said, if, if like that enhancement of, wanting to be around that person and uh, even wanting to work with them. Like that was, I mean, like 24 seven, like it's just normal for us to be, we're around each other. And so we'll go, it's funny. We'll be on trips. Like you said, like we, we travel a lot, mostly for um, business, but it's always business and pleasure. I love what we do. Like it's never, I never feel like, Oh, I got to go do whatever for business. Our business is what we love to do. That's why we do it. But it's funny because we were just in um, Austin, Texas for, I had a mastermind and then John came, 
that we could spend. It was our 10 year anniversary. So we spent a few days out in Austin, just kind of like, let's double dip. You come down there, be really fun. And Austin's fun together. And we were there and um, we we're like, Hey, let's go out to dinner with a couple of, you know, the other, our ecom friends. And they're like, Oh, don't you guys want to go like by yourself and like go, I'm like, well, we'll have that time. But like, we're together like all the time. Like, it's not that we don't like, we'll do that, but we get to take advantage of that. If we want to do that on a Wednesday night, we go do that. Right. Like, it's like, it's, it doesn't have to be like the specific, you know, time frame or whatever. So it's just, it's nice that we get to have that, uh, you know, all the time so that when we are working relatively consistently, it doesn't necessarily feel like work all the time. Hey friends. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show. I just wanted to jump in with a quick reminder about our huge prize pack giveaway. Register at hotmesstosuccess.com slash win. There's a ton of prizes for you to win. So go to hotmesstosuccess.com slash win. Now let's get back to the show. Yes. And I think it's just so much when, when you, it's confidence in loving yourself first, right? Because when you love yourself, you're not looking for anyone to fill the void. Like I see so many, like when I reflect back on my failed relationships or things like that, or just past lessons learned in relationships or look at other people's relationships. And it's always seems like we're looking for another human being to fill voids in our life. And then when we actually like what I'm practicing right now is just so much self-love, like learning to love me. And then I'm not looking for another human being to fill anything in my life, like being secure in myself, being secure financially, being secure and just being independent you know, owning my own home, taking care of the yard, doing everything that I need to do for myself. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and I think it's like, I posted on Facebook the other day about alpha female, right? Like I can do, it's, it's intimidating to a lot of guys because we can do everything ourselves, and we don't need a man to do that for us. Right. So it's fun and exciting, but there's something so cool because you get to work with this man who loves and supports you. I mean, the way he edifies you and your daughter on social media is so beautiful. And it's just super fun to see your guys's love blossom and grow. And it makes people like me who are in that next phase of life or going into that next phase of finding love. You, you just give me so much hope. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's there. It is. And you're doing it. So this is what I love too. Like you're going to have Oh, I can't wait to interview you and just, or, and continue to have our episodes because you just have so much to give and so much wisdom and just watching you. And, and, you know, when we started this and we're going to, you know, talk a lot more about this in depth, but you know, when we started this process, it's like, you weren't even going through this. I mean, you were going through stuff, but not to the point to where, like you said, you know, um, working through your relationship and going through a divorce and, and stuff like that. And just being, I mean, a fly on the wall, we're in two different States, you know, I'm in Michigan, Laura's in Minnesota and, you know, we communicate a lot, but you know, a lot of it, we've been communicating about personal stuff, but for the most part, a lot of it's been business because it's very intensive. So we've been really focused on that. And just the way that she's been able to handle, I mean, she has three little babies <laughs> and the way that she's been able to handle this is just blow my mind. I'm not surprised. Let's put it that way though. Like I know what a freaking beast you are. If there was anybody else, like, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like, how are we going to work on this project? So I knew that, that, I mean, it, it's not surprising to me, but it is, I just admire you so much. And you're such an inspiration with that. And I know there's going to be so many women and people out there that are just going to just need your story and need your strength and, and all of the different things that you are able to bring out, you know, that, that you've needed to help yourself through this. 
Uh, so it's, that's, that's another reason why like this passion project is just so powerful. I'm excited to be, you know, doing this with you. Cause I think you have such an amazing side that you're going to be able to bring people in and help lift them up. Oh, me too. That's why I'm like, we want to like dump 10,000 episodes and like one recording, right? We're like, we got to just snippet this out because it's like, we have so much, so much excitement and things that we want to share about. But one of our taglines, which Amanda messages me the other day and we're using Voxer so we get to talk to each other and her excitement was like through the freaking roof. And um, it was so funny, but she's like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. Own it. Like we need to own it. Right. Like I, I love this. The minute I heard it, you start explaining it. I was like, you're right. Because own it, the tagline, like hashtag own it is what we're using now. But think about this, you guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about your life and you're like, I need, you need to own everything in life, the messes, the successes, the growth periods, the times to become better person, all of it, whether you've done it right, done it wrong, we need to own it, right? Not own it in purchasing something, but like personally digging deep into ourselves to owning it. So reflecting on that yourself, Amanda, in your own life, I sometimes feel like owning it necessarily doesn't mean we kept it a secret, but sometimes it does. Like I know there's things in my life that I've kept a secret, then I had to own up to it and like admit that like, you know, I may be sugarcoating things on social media and it's not as pretty behind the scenes. And now I'm really starting to become more open about my life and the reality of life. Has there been anything in either your professional or personal life where you've kind of just, just kept it to yourself, maybe not made it really public And now there was a point where you decided to just own it, to really own up to it, to say, I'm going to learn from these lessons. I'm going to take it with the best way I possibly can. Um, you know, I really think that I don't know how this happened so early on. I would, I would have to say that it did not happen until after, you know, when I, when I discussed our, my a, you know, abusive relationship or whatever. It, it definitely happened after that. It was pretty quick though, that I was able to own stuff pretty openly, pretty quickly. And so there's a couple of things that come to mind. And I guess one of the first ones is, you know, when, when John and I had decided that we were going to try to get pregnant, it happened really, really quickly. Like totally everything was planned out, whatever that's, I'm just the planner. And of course you can't really plan for that stuff, but everything was planned out, got pregnant right away. Woohoo, whatever told everybody right away. Right. We ended up having a miscarriage. And if we had not announced it to everybody immediately, I don't think that I would, I probably would not have told a lot of people. So one of the things in in my experience through that is that was obviously a very difficult time, but it was a lot of, um, I felt like it was almost therapy every single time that I had to tell somebody and be out with it. And I had, I was forced to be out with it because I couldn't, you know, I wasn't gonna let people consider to continue to think that I was pregnant and make all these ugly comments and how do you feel and blah, blah, blah. I just had to come out with it. And so dealing with something right away and being out with it, I, I recognize that as therapy for myself and healing for myself. And this, this was not as significant as when we had our um, miscarriage. But for example, when I did get suspended from Amazon merch, um, I had already been kind of like mentoring with people, kind of up and coming, kind of sharing on Facebook, kind of guiding people through their journey because we were having a good amount of success there. 
And right when we got suspended, it was like, what do we do? Like it was initially like, that's the last thing that you want to admit. It's like this, oh my gosh, like this really bad situation. I was like, screw it. It was within 24 hours. I was like, I have to make a video. I have to make a video and, and, and tell everybody because you know what they have to, they have to be able to experience. This is happening to other people. You know how many messages I got, Laura, about the miscarriage and about this suspension when I came out with it. So when people were like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like they were like both, bo- either, both of them. Oh my gosh. Me too. It was always like a me too thing. And I was just like, gosh, you know what? If nothing else, like it's, it was almost, like I said, therapy for me. Um, and not that you want like, Oh, I want everybody. I want to know who else is going through this stuff. That's not it. I think that when people keep stuff inside and, um, I, I get it. it it's not easy, but when you do that, it, you do feel very, very, very alone. And, you know, I think that that's, that's way harder. Like I'd rather just be out with it and just be like, this is what's going on. It sucks. We made a mistake, you know, and, um, you know, same thing, like I said, with our suspensions or or anything really that happens, there's not been a whole heck of a lot. And I guess for some reason, I don't know if I just felt free and liberated after my, like I said, my relationship when I was younger, but I don't know for the past 13, 14 years, I, you know what the other thing is, I think, I think being an entrepreneur empowers you to not give a shit about what other people think a lot of times because I, I didn't need uh, to be careful of a boss. I didn't need to be careful. Like for, for example, like John, he's for a long time wanted a, um, a tattoo sleeve and they're just expensive, right? There's, there's a lot of planning. It's a big commitment. It's whatever. So finally I was just like, okay, you just have to find your artist. You got to go do it. But we had discussed this and this was years ago. You guys, he was in the in finance industry, right? Like you just, you probably at this point, this is, you know, 11 years ago, like when you're young and you want to, you know, white collar career before, I mean, some of that stuff wasn't as, you know, accepted. And it's not that that really impacted our decision, but it's just very cool to see that that's not even on our radar. I could give a care less what anybody would think if he wants to, you know, tattoo his whole body, whatever, you know, it's just, it's just very liberating. And so I think that being, just being open and being able to not be concerned necessarily with, with what others think. Don't get me wrong. Like that stuff still does get to me sometimes. Of course I'm, I'm human, but I just think that it, it doesn't get to me as, you know, much as it used to when I was younger, for sure. Clearly, Amanda, you're very emotionally mature because I've seen some people where it's like one extreme or the other, like they have comparison syndrome, everything they do, they're like, but somebody else is doing it better. How do I, you know, it's fine to compare yourself. Like we're doing right now in podcast world. We're like, how do we be like them? <laughs> yeah. We want to like get the tools and resources to be better. Right. Mm-hmm. So like clearly you're emotionally mature and that doesn't happen overnight. That takes, you know, daily discipline and it takes, so what is like a day in the life of Amanda, like as an entrepreneur? So like from the time you get up, like how do you and John work together? And obviously at some point, like, where are you working on? This is like two questions in one. I apologize, but like, where are you working on? Like, how do you keep your mind in the game? Because it's really easy to do the comparison game. And how do you keep, like, what are you doing to, to keep your mind positive and moving forward? True. The core and the simple answer to that is 100% gratitude. People in this world always are there and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, it's it's moments in time or, or whatever, but people are dealing with a lot of shit in their lives. I don't care if you don't see it. And I don't, I don't fault anybody for not putting it out there again. I mean, I, 
when I say like I'm an open book and stuff like that, it doesn't mean that you see all my crap, right? It, it just right. means that I'm not, I'm not hiding anything just to put on a front. It's just that like, for instance, like, again, like I said, like John and I fight, we, we make, um, you know, poor business decisions sometimes, you know, there's, there's different things that happen, but in every single, you know, evening, it's just a habit. It's a habit that I, it fills my soul to be able to in the evening, just stop and think about, you know, a, a few things that I'm, I'm so grateful for. And like, same thing in the morning. And, and this isn't something that, you know, I've tried, like, I, I want to be able to meditate, right? There's different practices that people are like, oh, this is what I do. And this is very effective. And, and I don't, right. I'm not able to meditate right now. Like I, I'm trying and I'm sure I'll get to it and whatever, but this isn't something that's a check mark in the box. For some reason, I've been able to really embrace this and it's made such a huge difference because when we're going, the, the entrepreneur roller coaster is real. And when you are hitting an all time high, you have to realize that there is going to be a low and you're prepared for it. And, and you need to figure out the ways to keep your mind centered when those things happen. And uh, gratitude is, is just it because there's always, I don't know, I get, I don't know how it happens, but I always see like different things. I, I don't cry often in like life, especially like at my own stuff. Like for some reason, if there's something there, like I just, I, I suck it up. I realize that in order to get over it, I have to, you know, push through or whatever, but I will cry at, you know, what pulls on my heartstrings is like some type of music or some, somebody else's story or even like movies. And I will just, and John just looks over at me and I'm like, <laughs> like all the time at different things. And I just, for some reason have had a lot of connection with amazing people that have been through hell. And I think that that's given me perspective to realize that, you know, I'm very thankful that I haven't had to go through those things. You know, there's, you know, when, when I look at, you know, yeah, I had, I, I had a miscarriage, but you know what? I have Kenzie, you know, and there's, there's some people that sadly are, are not going to be able to, to have children and then, but you know what, then they can adopt. And, you know, some, there's, there's always this, you know, it's, it's our journey that we have to go through. And I feel like being grateful for the little things just opens your heart for the bigger blessings. So that's, that's really how I, I feel that I can keep things in perspective because there's a lot of tragedy in the world. There is a lot of tragedy in the world and I'm not blind to it. I'm just incredibly thankful for what I have, even if it's, you know, we lose everything and we're in a brown box living in a brown box. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So do you have a ritual each day? I know sometimes like I'll just talk to myself in the shower. Like I just speak to myself in the shower, like speak positivity to myself. Is there any like type of daily ritual that you do to like kind of remind yourself of your gratitude or to speak gratitude to yourself? You know, I actually started again. I've, I've been on and off for years. Gosh, if you have anybody, who'd, I've always been relatively open on like Facebook about stuff and kind of the different things that I'm doing. I think it helps me to be a little bit more accountable to things. And I have started for the past year, pretty much. We've been getting up early because we don't have to wake up to alarm if we don't want to. But now that we have Ken's, if we don't, like we're not going to get much done, right? And we're going to be juggling everything. And I, I think that's a lot of what people, you know, can struggle with you know, once they're like waking up to, to kids and stuff just gets, you know, out of whack. So getting up early, um, I bounce between now, you know, six o'clock and 5am. It just depends on, on my night before sleep's very important. So let's not get, let's not get that wrong. But when I, when I do get up, I literally just go downstairs and I read a book. 
So um, I always, I, I love uh, personal development, whether it's business books, marketing books, uh, you know, spiritual book, whatever it is, there's a, a full list. Um, like you said, like legit, I mean, between John and I, 95% of those books have been read and they're ones that we'll go back and reread. And I listen to Audible and, um, you know, listening to music, music, I, I can, I've, I've learned of different ways to be able to, um, like, I don't want to say kind of control my energy, I guess, in a sense, like Monday, for some reason, Mondays, I, after I done reading and I come downstairs and it's like a fresh week, like I throw on, um, YouTube and, and we'll listen to some like dance music. Like I love dance club music, you know, EDM, but you know, actually more like dubstep stuff. (laughs) Um, but, or also like some emotional music. I love country too. So like I can, I can actually pick and choose, like, what am I ready for this morning? I was like, listening to Eric Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. So ET, which is amazing. And just like motivation stuff, it just depends on what I need. But daily I do some sort of, you know, and people say that, Oh, like the reading stuff and it's hard to read. And I'm like, I get it. Then use audible something you'll get in the habit. It's been years and years and years. I didn't, I didn't read for about two or three years after college. Cause I'm like, they shoved all of this. I was not a reader ever. And they like shoved all of this information down our throats and we had to read it. And so I was done. I don't think I picked up a book. Like I was selling books online. I had thousands of books online and I wasn't reading books. Like, but don't forget, Amanda, we're going to have a future episode on how to speed read three books in a day from those tips that we have. We've learned some amazing tips that we're going to share with you guys later on how you can speed read three books in one day. And I'm really excited about that. Amanda thinks I'm a little nuts, but this is, <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's so funny. This is why it's hilarious because she thinks that it's not speed reading. What is it called? It's like basically how to get through three books in a day. Yeah. How to like extract like the main things, but it's kind of the same thing with like me when I'll listen to, like, I know we both use that Chrome extension so you can fast forward through videos and stuff, which I think is just an incredible hack. I've just learned about this about a month ago, totally changed my life. And so anyways, like I can listen to stuff like, and they sound like chipmunks, but I can totally pull out like exactly what I need from it. So I can watch like a 60 minute whatever in like 18 minutes or <laughs> so it's awesome <laughs> you guys are gonna love this and we learned how to do it on youtube speed up things too and um where we're hosting our podcast you can speed up our podcast even so you could be listening to us really fast right now <laughs> yeah, so right? So- we probably talk pretty fast though so it is fun because <laughs> i do notice that like even on because like boxer you can speed stuff up there's different people i have friends that are from the south I can listen to them on speed four all day long, but like Laura, me and Laura, like there's some things that I can't, I like have to like go through different speeds because her and I will have like different cadences, like we're really excited. We're going to talk really, really, really fast. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then when we're just calm and chill and talking normal, then we're like, okay, you could speed that part up, but <laughs> right. That's awesome. But you guys, we're going to have tools and resources available. So you'll see on our website where the things that we're talking about on today's episode and all future episodes, you're going to find, you'll have the links and the resources and yeah. we're not going to keep anything a secret from you because well, yeah. you definitely want to speed up your success process as well, as much as we can. Yeah. So this is awesome. Yeah. So again, back to like just a brief synopsis as we're rounding things up here, but um, what is a day in the life of Amanda like? Okay. So like, and actually one of the biggest habits, it's funny cause I started on my morning, but one of my biggest habits is the night before. And at least uh, like, okay. So like the week before and the night before, like it's always, I want to make sure that I know what I'm doing that next day for sure. Um, before I wake up. So it's just basically planning that day, the night before that's been the most powerful thing. I learned this about 
four or five years ago. And it's a habit that has always stuck with me because it has made the most significant impact in our lives, especially with us working together because John and I, we work in the same business, but we have different positions. So in order for us to make sure that we are productive and, you know, we, we know our schedule and, you know, who's going to be hanging out with Kenzie and what, you know, is the most priority within our business. We have to structure that out the night before or else nothing would happen. Like it would just be a total, we would waste so much time. So having that game plan the night before helps significantly. And then when we're getting up, we can just go through and, and work through that. So the day in the life, like I said, getting up um, and it changes. This is kind of what I like as well, is that it really is um, a structured chaos, I guess, if you want to say, because, you know, for the most part are, we don't really have a, like a, like a nine to five type schedule. It's just that we look at what we have going on. Like for instance, we we're going to be leaving and we're going to be in Vegas from Tuesday until next Monday. So we really had to look at what do we have to get done physically at home to make sure that we have everything wrapped up, everything tied up before we're, you know, on our trip and what things can we push off until our trip that we can just do online. So just figuring out that structure, we've had to learn and and grow and change and evolve through that time. But so each day is relatively different. Um, but we get up, we, whether Kenzie is going, she goes to, um, not now she just got done with Montessori. So my daughter's three and a half. She has uh, Montessori. She was going three days a week for three hours. So from 9am till noon. And so we would get up one of us, whoever was decided the night before that didn't have specific, you know, computer work at this time would get up, make her breakfast, get her ready, take her to school, come back. Then we would do our, whatever we have scheduled in that morning. You know, we, we have stuff blocked off a lot of times. I don't really answer my, my cell phone during the day. Um, you know, I, I schedule out my calls like pretty much a day in advance because if it's not like a family member or John or whatever, it's, it's not an emergency. So I'm, I'm pretty guarded in, in blocking out our time that way. Cause otherwise it's way too easy to get caught up and distracted. And so, you know, planning that just, it helps me be more prepared for things as well. So it's, it's relatively focused and yeah, just getting, getting whatever work done, you know, needs to be done. Do you plan, like, um, I found myself, I have 24 precious hours of where all three kids are in childcare during the week. And so like, I'm teaching myself and trying to teach myself like not to grocery shop during that time, not to do other things, like not even to exercise or anything. Like it has to be solid. I get 24 hours of like work time, you know? So like, and trying to organize that. So do you guys like, what, I mean, this is like personal, but it's like a mom question. Like, when do you grocery shop? When do you do those personal, like working on you kind of stuff? Amen. Like that is for sure. One of the biggest, if you want to say hacks or something that we started realizing with Ken's because the first year was a total whirlwind. Like I said, she's three and a half. The first year was a disaster. That was really, that was tough on our business because it was, you know, I wanted to be there and be, you know, and that was a, that was a transition period within our business as well. So we were actually forcibly having to start a new business model um, just because of different situations um, within that space. And so that was really difficult because here I am wanting to be like a new mom and be focused, but I'm very driven when it comes to our business as well. So that was a, a, a big struggle to go through that. And so after, and I think that's normal. I don't care if it matters if it's, I mean, this isn't just exclusive to us, even if you like have a job or even if you are, and I'm not, and there's never a just in front of this, even if you're a stay at home mom, which I think is honestly, probably one of the most difficult 
you know, jobs ever because you are on call 24 freaking seven. But even that, the the first year is is just a, you know, mess anyways, (laughs) just super, super hot mess right there. But so once we kind of got into a groove, we realized, and we'll, we'll, we'll remind ourselves of this a lot is that we always, um, will have like integrate Kenzie into stuff. We'll look at our day and John will be like, okay, he's going to be training in the garage. He can have Kenzie when he's going to work out or whatever. She loves working out in that atmosphere, training with him, doing stuff there. Like this morning I got up and I'm like, okay, my day is, is going to be crazy. We have a lot to get done before we leave. I need to make sure because Laura said I had to do my makeup and hair for this because we're on video. I had to make sure to get up and shower and have that ready before we were going to do this. And so I was looking at our day and John had a lot to do. I said, you know what? I'm going to get up with Ken's. I'm going to take her right when she gets up. We're going to go take a shower together because that's stuff that I can do together with her. And I know it's like, sometimes you just want that minute and peaceful time. And I get that. But in the same regard, like we are such a a free flowing of our schedule to where we're going, I'm going to be away from my daughter for, you know, when I go to Vegas. So to me, this is like, that's, that's how we work our life. So I'm like, okay, I have her this morning. You keep, you focus work. I knew that we were going to be doing our podcast. So he needed to be able to, you know, make sure that he had her during that time. When we grocery shop, no, we take Ken's. Now here's the, here's the caveat to that. We have one child, right? I don't, I'm not going to get it <laughs> twisted, my friends. I, if you have two children, if you have three, like Miss Laura, I understand that this is a totally different, I'm just saying this is, this is what we're doing. And so we always right. take her to Costco. We, we purposely, like if we're doing anything, like she's coming with us, that's not in front of the computer because a lot of our work is front of the computer and we try and do our best to not be always on our phone or, or in the computer while we're with her, just because we just don't want her to be like, okay, that's all they did. So if we have focused computer work time, then it's, you know, it's when the other one has her or when she's napping or early in the morning, that's what we focus on. Otherwise we weave her in like last night too. Like John was just like, okay, well, you know, you have to focus on this for work. I'm going to take Kenzie up in the room and we're going to go work on, you know, organizing my clothes in the closet or whatever. So we just, we just try and think about those because she's, she's three and a half. She wants to be involved. You know what? Even if it takes you two times as long, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Like at least a, you're being productive. Sure. It takes you. And she's probably, she's folding stuff wrong and she's doing that. You know what I'm saying? But like, if she's in the mix and you're able to figure out little projects to do while you're with them, you're also enjoying them. You're teaching them, you know, really good skills about stuff. Kids just don't care whether you're playing with them with toys or if they're working on a project with you. I mean, Kenzie loves to work on projects. So we just try and think about that. And it's helped a lot for us to be, you know, it's still being productive, um, but then also spending time with her as well. Right. Just like in the kitchen. Oh my gosh. Kids want to like stir everything and make the breakfast and do everything. So it's just like, I totally agree. So I appreciate those time hack things because I find that too, as a busy, you know, mom taking care of three little ones and just valuing my work time and then managing those other, you know, mom things, you got to have groceries, they're hungry, right? You got to do those things as well, which is important too. So um, including the kids and all of that. So we appreciate learning about a day in the life of Amanda and also learning about your hot messes that have obviously turned into some crazy awesome successes, which is, which is really cool because 
so often we can get caught up in what's happening in our life. But when we always keep looking forward to um, the successes and the potential successes and, and getting over those hurdles to get to the next step in life. So let's wrap this up, Amanda, with you sharing some of maybe your secret hacks. So if there was something that you could know or you wish you had known, um, like while you were going through, like what could have elevated your success that you do now that maybe you didn't do five years ago? Okay. So specifically, uh, in e-commerce for, it's only been the past couple years that we have been involved in like different events, like conferences and things like that. And that has made a dramatic difference in our business. Um, you know, we've been able to connect with just incredible people in that space and, just seeing the successes and the way that they, you know, do business and the being able to watch other people's journey. And again, experiencing and, and, you know, other people's stories and, you know, learning that a lot of the things that we're going through, other people are going through because as an entrepreneur, if you are, you know, working from home, it can be very, you know, lonely. It can be uh, very difficult. And, and, there's probably a lot of people out there that are literally doing this solo, you know, like John and I have been doing it together, you know, for a long time, but you know, doing it solo to where you're just like, Oh my gosh, am I, am I alone? And so I just, once we started to experience events and meeting people through that, it had been, it's just been a total game changer. And so that has been very significant. I think one of the key words that you said there was you didn't just attend events, but you experienced events. You know, I see a lot of people just go to events, right? But you don't get nearly out of it what you would if you actually go there to experience it. You go there with the open mind. And one of the greatest hacks that I've learned is like when you go even to church or you go to a meeting or you go to an event or crying out loud, if you're going to see your, you know, mental health therapist, I don't care what you're doing, like go with intentional things you want to get out of it right? Like, because then you're like looking for what you want to get out of the meeting, the church, the event, the whatever you're doing, right? Because then I feel like I'm listening and learning with more intention and being more intentional. And I think I've learned that from watching people like you and John go to events and you don't just go to an event, but you're connecting with people. You're like actually building relationships. And so what's one of the big things that you do at events that's, you know, really helped you? Yeah. So being... Definitely making it a point to connect and, and given I am actually, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I don't know if it's very, you know, apparent yet, but I am an extrovert. So I do enjoy meeting people and I love learning about people and hearing their stories and connecting with people. But I do have to say, so what actually kind of got us in the groove to going to events and us seeing the true value of it was when my husband went to an event actually by himself and he's not an extrovert. Okay. He's, he's more of an introvert. He'd rather hang out and, you know, play with a, a dog versus like, if you go to a party, like that's where, if there's a dog there, he'll, he would much rather hang out with the dog than all the people <laughs> for a little while. But so anyways, so he went to this event and it was, somebody had posted like in a Facebook group or something that they were there at the event and they're like, Hey, um, if anybody wants, to go and have dinner steak is on me. And so I remember my husband like texting me. He's like, all right, well, 
I'm going to go and be social because somebody's going to buy me dinner. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, great, right, good, good. Go meet new people. Right. So he goes and it's one of our closest friends in the e-commerce space. Now, just a guy that is just absolutely amazing. His name is Tim Jordan and he has him and he has now three business partners that was by himself at this time, but in, in less than, you know, it's been almost whatever, less than two years, I think, you know, he has three other amazing business partners that we consider, you know, tight friends and family. We actually, all of us talk multiple times daily and it was incredible how that just was the catalyst for us creating these, these incredible bonds with these people that just are just awesome. They've been such a blessing in our lives. And just again, in, in no other way, we don't have any connection in, in business at all, really. It's just that, that support system of somebody, you know, going through the same stuff that you're going through and, um, you know, being there and, and just iron sharpens iron type deal. And, and we're going to Vegas and we get to hang out with all of them this week. And so we're just, I see them regularly. I traveled to China with, you know, Tim and it's just, it's an incredible tribe to be able to have. And that all started from, again, it, you would think that would have been like, Oh, from me, like meeting people, whatever. No, this actually started from, like I said, my, my husband just randomly connecting with somebody. And it's been that, that just kind of snowballed into these incredible relationships and just, um, continuing to, you know, level up our business as well, because everybody's just sharing. It's like these little mastermind groups where everybody's just like sharing different things and, and really genuinely wants to see other people succeed. And so it's, it, that that is one of the things that I think is the best result of what we've gotten out of, you know, attending these events. It's going to be so awesome because like, as we're speaking here, I'm like, there are so many future podcast episodes that we're going to be able to have. Like, okay, so even people that can't leave their home, right? I mean, I know of a lot of tools and resources that we'll be able to share with you guys here in the future of online events that you can go to where you can actually experience like networking in an online setting, which is really fun yeah. because it is about making real life connections with other human beings at some point, right? Yeah. Then that's how you get featured on their podcast. And that's how you get the, you build those collaborations and relationships and things like that. So in wrapping this up today, you guys were super excited that we are having our first podcast episode it's complete starting here, it's awesome. starting <laughs> yeah and we have so much more to bring to you guys with whether it's from the relationship advice tips ideas the the hacks for how to be more productive in your day to how to maximize networking events to we really want to bring you tools and resources that are real tools and resources to deal with everyday life hot messes and tools and resources to deal with and help you elevate your success to the next level. So thank you so much, Amanda. This was a lot of fun. Well, thank you, hostess with the mostess. Woohoo! <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone, for listening today. And we are just getting started. So thanks for your grace and love as we continue to build this awesome podcast. All right, we'll helping you, you to what kick ass in life and biz. Own right, it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Own it, baby. <laughs> Hey friends, thanks for listening today. If you have not registered for all the amazing prizes, go to hotmesstosuccess.com slash win. And always remember, you are not alone. You are highly favored and greatly blessed and you have everything inside of you to kick ass in life and business. Now it's time to take action and own it.